そうThe weekly update. My name is Yuras, and I'm joined by my co-host Rain. How are you? I'm all good. How are you? I'm good. Are you excited to talk about some strange mysteries that had occurred in the last couple of months? Yeah, definitely. What What do you have in store for us this week? Today we have UFO sightings. We have、uh, multiple ghost sightings.、Um, some stories that are coming out of Southeast. Asia, we have a jam-packed day that we want to kind of really unravel these recent mysteries. Let's do it. On July twenty third, which was a Sunday at nine thirty six p.m., a woman from Reading, a city in the state of Pennsylvania, recorded a video of a set of lights arranged in what seems to be triangular formation, calmly suspended in the night sky. The woman claims that the lights were hovering and rotating in the sky peacefully. At first. The woman suspected that these lights might be simple lanterns. She said, "I thought they were the famous Chinese lamps, but they were turning very slowly." Her doubt started to grow as she observed their slow and deliberate movements in the sky. The precise arrangement of the lights raises questions about the validity of the explanation that these lights are just Chinese lamps in the sky. The sighting lasted around two minutes, and the woman said it sounded like an airplane. The identity of these lights remain a mystery. Aside from the possibility of an extraterrestrial vessel, some have put forward the idea that they could be a stealth aircraft that was secretly developed by the U.S. military, such as the infamous TR-3B. Now, this aircraft doesn't. Officially exist, but some believe that it may be the explanation behind the prevalence of triangular UFO sightings that are being reported on a regular basis. Reading in Pennsylvania is a decent-sized city; it's the fourth largest city in the state of Pennsylvania. It has a little over a hundred thousand people living there. However, from what I've gathered. The woman in the video is the only person who reported the lights in the sky that day. The woman that recorded the UFO herself said that it's weird 
to see this in the sky. It's my first time. That's why I recorded it. So, what do you make of this uh, video that came out in July from Pennsylvania? Well, by the looks of it, it does look like a UFO. When you first saw the video, of course. The video is of around, let's say, 15 uh, seconds in total. It seems to be cut from two different uh, parts. Um, I've looked at it for a couple of uh, times and, um, you know, I actually noticed a strange pattern in the formation of the lights. So, for example, in the very beginning of the video, mm-hmm. the lights form a very, like, let's say, upward forming tri- tri- uh, triangle. I don't know what's the triangle called, but you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. trying to say Definitely. here, right? And then a little bit later on, the triangle seems to have kind of evened out. If you can see those two images where I connected the lights with mm-hmm. a red line, it seems like the on the second part of that video, the lights kind of changed formation. So I guess that made me feel that I'm not really sure how confident I am that these lights moved in a perfect triangle formation. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they may have moved in kind of a sequence where that you could kind of, you know, if you draw the lines, you could connect them and uh, make a triangle. But was this a real object in the sky? It's hard to say because it's definitely transparent. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything in the middle. Do you think there's a bigger possibility that these are just lanterns, Chinese lanterns? The only problem I have with that is that uh, anytime you see Chinese lanterns flying in the sky, it's usually more than three. And it's usually a full sky of them. And uh, they do tend to stick closer to one another depending on how far away they have been, uh, you know, uh, what put into the sky. I don't know how to... Released. Released, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I don't know. Generally, it's a fascinating case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did dig a little bit into the UFO sightings from the general location. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pretty shocked, actually. Because a very similar case has been reported last year on December 9th. So this was around seven months earlier, prior to this sighting. And uh, the most bizarre thing is that that sighting that happened seven months prior happened at 9.40 p.m., which is literally the same exact time as this sighting seven months later. And it happened in Pennsylvania in the town called Pottstown. And the Pottstown town is basically located 17 miles away from Reading, so it's very nearby. So we have a Pennsylvania witness from Pottstown who reported watching a silent triangle-shaped object with three 
dim orange lights slowly moving towards the Limerick generating station at 9.40 p.m., which is basically a nuclear power plant. According to the testimony from the witness, there were three dim lit orange lights under the craft. Also, the witness stated that the, the lights were not blinking and they were flying low and silent. The object was moving south and then turned west near the Limerick nuclear power plant, which provides power to over 2 million customers. This report from 2022 contained no images. It was filed on December 9th and released for public viewing on December 22nd. And in general, there had been 38 triangle cases reported nationally in December of 2022. So they are happening all over the place. But the general proximity between the two sightings is what kind of made me feel pretty weirded out. I'm not going to lie, because Spotstown and Reading is really close to each other. And seems like the sighting... You know, even though we don't have any kind of images or videos from the previous sighting that happened in December of last year, it's still, from the description, sounds like the same sighting. It's the same thing in the sky. And another thing, you know, I was kind of digging around a little bit and I was like, okay, let me look into the... Because, obviously, we have to think, is this an uh, air force stealth i don't know airplane Mm -hmm. and i looked at the united states air force installations where they are at on the map and if you could see on the map right around that southern pennsylvania region there's quite a bit of various kinds of u.s air force installations Mm -hmm. and i was digging around like just in general to get a better concept of these triangular um, UFO sightings and it seems like they have really increased uh, since the 90s and this is when people are well people who have been digging around into these sightings they claim that the sightings could be a stealth airplane developed by the US military and has never been disclosed and the US military has done this in the past there were multiple you know airplanes that they did not aircraft that they did not uh you know confirm that were in existence but later on they confirmed it because i guess it makes sense to not confirm them because if their 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 purpose is to conduct stealth operations why would you confirm their existence exactly it wouldn't make sense it wouldn't make sense so you know it's supposed to be a secret exactly Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I was thinking that maybe this, to me, looking at the images, I mean, it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say because the body is completely transparent. So if this is some sort of a, you know, stealth aircraft, I'm not really sure what kind of a purpose it really does because it has these three really bright lights that anyone can see. What kind of a stealth operation would, would you conduct with that? Do you think it's somehow connected to the nuclear power plant? Speaking of the nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. remember the sighting that I talked about yeah. from December 
mm-hmm. last year. Well, believe it or not, this is not the first report of an unknown triangle-shaped object moving over the Limerick Generating Station, the Limerick Nuclear Plant. Believe this, but a Pennsylvania witness at the Limerick Township reported watching a slow-moving triangle-shaped object moving west towards the Limerick Generating Station at 8.36 p.m., so also at a very similar time, Mm -hmm. on November 29th, 2003. So the only difference here is that this sighting is happening a couple of decades earlier. So the witness and the family members of the witness were traveling home from dinner along Swamp Pike near Limerick on a clear night. The witness looked out in the back window and their car traveling south. And the witness is saying that they noticed three lights. The reporting witness stated, I first thought it was a small Piper plane from the nearby Pottstown Limerick Airport when the object slowly drifted over us from the northwest. I then saw that it was one solid triangle with three lights, one on each point and the red flashing light in the middle of the craft. So I guess this is where the sighting a little bit differentiates from the sightings that happened recently because the recent sightings don't include a light in the middle of the craft, Mm -hmm. like in the middle of the triangle. Um, But this happened two decades ago, so if it was some sort of a, you know, stealth aircraft, maybe they removed that light since, since that time. The witness pointed out that the object Uh, sorry, pointed out the object to the rest of the family that were in the car, the object slowly drifted over the barren field to the left of the road and slowed down and almost stopped. The craft's blinking red light then changed to the color of green. My dad then slowed down the car and pulled the car over slightly for a better view of the craft. The triangle then started moving again, but now in a west direction towards the Limerick newer a nuclear power plant. The witness then moved out to the front of the car and they all saw the bottom of the triangle again with a glare from the lights of the town ahead. The victim said, I noticed, sorry, the witness, not the victim. I noticed, well, it was a victim of a UFO sighting, I guess. Sure. I noticed it was dark silver. The silver metal was not made of panels. So I think they're talking about what's in the middle of the triangle. Mm -hmm. The craft then moved to the right of the road and then a couple of seconds later it suddenly disappeared. The report contained no images and was filed on December 2nd, 2003. So we have another one. Okay. We have quite a bit of these. Aren't there a lot of UFO sightings near nuclear power plants? That is true. Right? I don't think this is the first time I heard about it. That's true. I kind of remember looking into the sightings a little bit, and it does seem like these kind of very sensitive locations are usually targeted. But honestly, I'm not, uh, you know, UFO expert by any means. I just find it pretty interesting. And I think I would say... Yeah, don't you think it's connected to that? Maybe it's not even UFO or like radioactive aliens because of the nuclear power plant. Maybe it's just, I don't know, the government, the military protecting the whole power plant. Yeah, or either just the 
you know monitoring monitoring i mean i guess the question is do you think it's uh what do you think it is what what do you think the the sighting from the video is what uh, what is your guess if you had to guess do you, do you even feel confident enough to guess anyway personally i think it's something involving the government could be a military operation on one of those stealth planes or whatever uh, i don't know there's a lot of ufo sightings around nuclear power plants and i, I don't know it has a schedule right it seems to have a schedule by yeah, 8 to 9 p.m. that's true like uh, would aliens travel around the galaxy to the earth around that time i'm pretty sure it's like just military operations securing the perimeter of the nuclear power plant um that's just an opinion yeah. what do you think i mean i don't know as i look at the zoomed out image like this one right here mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't seem like anything is there honestly to me just chinese lanterns yeah i mean i guess i had to be there to see it yeah i i, exactly. I would have to be there to believe it i need mm -hmm. to see it to believe it basically because um yeah i mean on the close-up the lights do seem very kind of light and seems like they're like the amount of light they produce is like identical it's mm -hmm. not like one is like a little bit more dim mm -hmm. don't you think the government developed some advanced technology and made the plane completely transparent yeah except for tree lights of course but why then keep the tree lights you know doesn't really <laughs> make much sense to me but i would say that i don't know maybe we should leave this one for the listeners yeah tell us what you think do you think it's aliens military operations or just plain chinese lanterns August, an individual identified as Ikhmal, who is a 29-year-old police officer from Malaysia working in the city of Johar Bahru, shared a video on TikTok where a figure is seen standing still and making frightening sounds. The police officer claims that the figure is that of the Southeast Asian legendary vampire ghost known as the Pontianak. The video, which was uploaded on the officer's personal TikTok account, has stirred a mix of belief and skepticism among people online, gathering over 4 million views since it was posted on Thursday, August 3rd. According to the officer, the incident occurred around 2 a.m. During, during a routine patrol with a fellow officer. He said that we heard the noise and saw what seemed like someone entering the bushes. Since it was a restricted area that should not be trespassed, 
we immediately rushed to the location using our patrolling multi-purpose vehicle to conduct an inspection. However, he admitted that it was the first time he personally witnessed the appearance of an alleged Pontianak with his own eyes. The area where the alleged encounter took place was once a palm oil plantation and has a history of paranormal sightings according to the local residents. Despite the buzz surrounding the video, Ikhmal emphasized that his intention was not to scare anyone but to share his experiences on the job. He hoped that viewers, especially those interested in pursuing a career in security and safety, would view such encounters as part of the job's challenges. Alright, so seems like we have a video coming out of uh, Malaysia and uh, we've taken a look at this video a couple of times and uh, it's taken by a police officer who claims that he has seen the legendary ghost that has been very prevalent, I would say, in Southeast Asia, especially mm -hmm. Indonesia, Malaysia, I would say Philippines, Thailand, Singapore. This uh, Pontianak is a very famous ghost. And we see what seems to be a from the video at least we see a figure i mean from what i re from what i'm gathering the police officer is in some sort of a vehicle and he's filming through the front window of the car we see a video of a figure that kind of resembles one of those um scary women mm -hmm. from uh, you know the sadako you yeah, the Chinese no, not Chinese Japanese movie or uh, the Ring. Yeah, yeah, it's Sadako from the Ring. The Ring, yeah, it's it's been, we've seen this a lot of times in in those kind of movies, so it looks very typical, and uh, seems like there's a white kind of coat that this uh, person or what seems to be a woman probably is wearing. Uh, the sounds that are being made are similar to an owl, I would say, but also it's fairly hard to tell honestly what the sounds are um, generally speaking I would say that to me this looks like a complete hoax video but I want to hear it uh, from your mouth like what do you think about this one honestly I've never heard of this ghost ever I lived in Thailand for a while and I must say that do they do believe in spirits and ghosts and they even have the these little ghost house in front of their houses like every single house in Thailand they have little ghost house and they offer food every day they put even Fanta and like Coca-Cola in there to in their tradition to appease the spirits and to make them happy with Fanta yeah with Fanta and bread and biscuits does it actually disappear or did the residents find these items at the ghost house the next day no they offer it so they would buy it from a store and they would put put it in front of the yeah, little ghost house but it's still gonna be there the next day it's gonna be there that, yeah. that, that's my question i think it's just a thought maybe it's a thought yeah right? so they think that um the spirits would be happy and they they would bring them good luck with their life and they won't haunt their houses I know it sounds pretty uh, weird, but that's how no, they do it. No, I guess it. I guess it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I guess it uh, it makes sense. 
you want to protect your house against the ghosts. Hey, I'm a personal believer of ghosts, so yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I've you... never seen such ghosts though. And what is this? Is this a string? Oh, let me check. Oh, this. There seems to be a string holding up the ghost. There does seem to be something that kind of seems like it's sticking out of the back of this uh, figure. I do agree. I, I see it. Seems like what seems to me like the video that we... I mean, it's pretty hard to make out what's actually happening here because the actual TikTok video, what seems to me like it's a close-up of the shot. Mm -hmm. But you can see one of the images right here, it's uh, from way back. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. And... Um, I don't know, it looks like a decoration from Walmart every Halloween. Yeah, and also it doesn't help, uh, I guess, uh, to build credibility for this particular sighting because the man who reported this, he's an avid TikTok user and he has been posting TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since that Pontianak video, he has been basically uh, reviewing local restaurants in Malaysia mm -hmm. and I guess he's getting paid for those uh, reviews so to me it seems you know I would just chalk it up to uh, a person who wants to gain more notoriety the man first said that his intention was not to scare anyone but to share his experience on the job uh, but then the original video contains spooky music in the background mm -hmm. and then someone asked him in the comments to post the original one and then he posted the original one but um, I would just chalk it up to just you know to what it is I don't believe that this is real yeah me either it's a little too blatant exactly I, mean, I was hoping it would be a little more subtle maybe like a shadow walking around or passing through the camera, but it's just in your face. It's just enough to kind of make someone believe. Because I looked at his TikTok comments mm -hmm. and all of the Malaysian people who are commenting on his TikTok, mm -hmm. they're all saying that they're very scared. Oh, so maybe it's a local thing then. Yeah. Sometime in late August, German hikers captured a bone-chilling photo of a mysterious naked wolfman who officials believe has lived in the wild for at least the last five years. Gina Weiss and her friend Toby encountered the unkempt figure who sat on a rock and seemingly carried a spear. Gina, who is 31 years of age, said the chance encounter with an unknown mountain man lasted about 10 minutes as she explored the woods near the city of Blankenburg. When we reached the sand caves, we saw the wolfman, Gina told media outlets. He stood up high on one of the caves and held a long wooden stick like a lance in his arm. Gina estimated the man to be in his 40s and said it looked as if he was from the prehistoric era. Police in the city received multiple reports over the past five years of bizarre figure draped in a wolf fur or in a wolf costume who roamed freely in its wilderness. 
fire sites and branch shelters have even been found in the area. The region is known for its vastly complex landscape and heavy vegetation. Located in the northern Germany, the Harz mountain range stretches 68 miles. Prior to Gina's encounter with the wolfman, in March of the same year, 2023, authorities received a call from a distressed hiker demanding help, saying that there was a wolfman running around in the park. Officials also stated that unexplainable fireballs were appearing around the general area. Emergency personnel trying to locate the infamous wolfman weren't able to find him when they reached the site for investigation. Members of the Blankenberg Fire Brigade had previously reported seeing a man roaming the forest, only to run away from them after noticing the fire crew. Emergency personnel explained their concern lies more that a man is living in the woods and could cause a detrimental wildfire, rather than a wolfman stalking hikers out in the wild and causing harm to them. Officials stated that someone out in the forest clearly knows how to live outside and adapt to the changing seasons. So this is not the wolfman that you were expecting. Okay, this was gonna sound pretty funny, but I imagined a guy wearing a wolf onesie walking around with a stick in the forest. I mean, from the sounds of the reports, maybe that is what is happening during the colder times. Mm -hmm. Because this is in August, I believe. So, you know, August is a pretty hot month in uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need a wolf suit. Do you think he keeps a wolf suit somewhere in his cave or campsite? I think so. I think this... uh, Okay, so generally speaking, from the image, I think the man is someone who's... uh, I don't know. We have this Mm close-up, enhanced close-up of him, and... He kind of looks a bit tribal. Looks very tribal. Right? Looks very tribal, and it's very kind of crazy when you think about that as we speak there's some crazy individual it seems like just a man is he just only a man or is he a part of a tribe i think he's alone out there mm-hmm. or maybe there's at least no more than a few of these people in that uh, forest but the bizarre thing here is that the reports have been coming in over the last five years. Do you think that this is the same guy? I'm not quite sure. Because for the last five years, obviously there have been five winters. I'm I'm still amazed at how he managed to survive that. Cause maybe he's a part-time... Maybe this is his like part-time gig. You know, a maybe, hobby. Yeah, maybe he's like part-time. Going around the forest terrorizing people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well, from what the women claim that were hiking, they claimed that, or at least one of them was a woman. I don't know, Toby, I don't know if this is a man or a woman, so sorry about that one. But generally, they claimed that the man stood up and kept looking at them. We don't really have any information how the sighting ended. We just know that it ended after 10 minutes. Um, if the sighting lasted 10 minutes, then I'm generally surprised why the woman didn't take a video. Mm-hmm. or only uh, one picture was taken. 
um, I looked into the general area and um, okay so to kind of paint a better picture there is this big forest in the local vicinity mm-hmm. and in the middle of the forest there are these kind of pre-christian time sand caves where ancient rituals were held by the local tribes and uh, from the image that uh, we see here that has been snapped by Gina mm-hmm. I can tell that uh, this picture was taken when the man is actually sitting on top of those uh, on top of the uh, the sand caves yeah I can see it and uh, just in general I kind of got the idea that the distance between Gina as she took the image and uh, Sandman were actually pretty big so it wasn't like they were like right in their face mm-hmm. so I would probably think that the wolfman just walked away back into the forest mm-hmm. uh, more than anything um, but it seemed like there is a guy and I guess the mystery here is who is this guy and uh is he the only one is he the only one yeah because we have a report that um you know makeshift shelters are being found in the forest which is you know an eerie sight i guess Mm -hmm. when you um come by one of these shelters the forest range is very vast and I was particularly interested when the law enforcement uh, officials stated that they are more concerned about this man potentially starting a fire Mm -hmm. rather than this man being a threat to the hikers. Because honestly, I don't know, it's bizarre, but like if we ever go hiking somewhere, I kind of now have the urge to go hiking here go searching for the wolfman and i'm i think this is actually you know as we talk i think this is a very good opportunity to kind of go out there and film some content because i don't know i think someone should really run with this you know i don't think we are uh, planning any trips to germany as of uh Mm -hmm. our uh you know current schedule current schedule exactly right Mm -hmm. but if we ever end up in like that central Germany area. I would kind of really want to go drive down there and just take a look. I wonder though if he's dangerous or is he just out there doing his own thing? The Wolfman, I meant. It seems like he's potentially doing his own thing. That's what uh, we have from the reports. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would love to go there. I would love to maybe try to find someone who has seen the Wolfman, Mm -hmm. walk through uh, the area, Generally, I'm fascinated by this story. That there is a man in his 40s mm-hmm. living like a primal man. And this guy probably is. I don't know. I don't want to speak too much right now about the, the maybe mental state of the man. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to mention that. Do you think he. Okay, do you think he grew up doing this or. I have no idea. I mean, this we is... don't have any other information that he was a local there, right? We have no idea who he even is. Maybe he's not even German. Mm.
August, a photo was taken by a woman in Ireland that shows what the woman believes is a ghost of a little girl who looked at her from the window of Ross Castle, a 15th century castle in southern Ireland. The sighting had occurred in early August when Gail Newport and her partner were on vacation in southern Ireland. As part of their vacation, Gail Newport couldn't believe what she just saw. She said, I remember thinking, did we really just see that? And also, in a blink, she was gone. Lucky for us, Gail was taking pictures in the area at the time of this odd incident. Gail checked her phone to see if she might have captured the girl and realized that one of the pictures actually features an eerie anomaly in that specific castle window and it bears a striking resemblance to a small child. What strengthened Gail's belief that she had witnessed a ghost was the fact that at the time when the picture was taken, the tours weren't opened yet. Allegedly, the top floor of the building was not open to tourists. That's the reason why Gail and her partner were hanging around outside of the castle when the picture was taken. Gail Newport is certain that this paranormal experience really happened. She said, we both saw it, which was literally a glimpse. It looked like she had a little teddy bear tucked under her arm. She was glancing out the window. Gail said that herself and her partner felt a peacefulness after the sighting. It was a possible connection between the living world and the other side. So, Rain, do you believe in the other side? Definitely. Now the question is, do you believe in the other side? I think I do, to some extent. And uh, the question is, what do you think about what we have with this particular story? We have uh, what seems to be an anomaly. I like how they call the little girl anomaly. An anomaly in the top top window of Ross Castle. And um, when I look at the close-up, it does look like some... Okay, to me, it maybe looks like less of a girl. Mm-hmm. But I could kind of imagine this maybe chubby eight-year-old boy kind of leaning back and looking through the window. So you admit that it looks like a little kid. That's true. Because it does, right? This is so eerie. This is probably the eeriest one out of the topics we have today. Yeah, today's topics, I'm not going to lie, this is the one that really captured my attention the most, especially because I was reading an original write-up on this particular sighting, and I hadn't yet seen the image. Because the way the article was written, you know, it had the story, and then after the story... There was the image at the very end. And it, it really like made me kind of feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... It was one of those where it's like... You know what I mean? Because the Malaysian story that we just talked about earlier was blatantly fake. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's blatantly fake. But this one is... It kind of is perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you have uh, what seems to be a people who reported it with no 
you know, they don't have any motivation to lie. Yeah, they were just tourists. Tourists, right. And this looks like a regular picture that was taken by a tourist. Exactly. Especially if you look at the full picture, the zoomed out picture, I can see at least three other people captured in it. And everyone's on the ground floor outside, Mm -hmm. just like Gail mentioned. Um, But in the very top corner but okay let's try let's try to dissect a little bit here because i had done a little bit of research into the castle and uh i spent some time thinking about the picture as well so um the original picture uh we can in the original picture we can see that gail and her partner were not the only people at the site at the time also it seems like due to the distance between where Gail was standing when she took the picture and the top floor window of the castle, it would be pretty difficult to tell whether the girl was actually holding a teddy bear. Or how would you even notice? Because, okay, I'm talking about this picture right here. And if you take a look at this picture, uh, and for all the listeners, we're basically talking about this kind of castle tower it's, let's say, like a five-story building. And uh, I don't really understand how Gail would be able to even notice someone peeping through the window in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, put yourself in, in, this, um, in this situation. If you're kind of, you know, just taking pictures, kind of hanging out outside of the castle, would you actually notice a child in the top corner? No, no. No, how would you notice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be real. You would not really kind of notice unless the child was, I know, dancing. But you really have to almost use lasers or something, laser pointing, pointers to mm-hmm. kind of get my attention. I would never notice such a yeah. detail. And then when the when the information came in that the Gale person also reported the teddy bear, that's when I was like, okay, how are you, how are you seeing a teddy bear? How are you seeing a teddy bear? But then again, maybe it was... Uh, Maybe they were closer to the window when they saw it. Maybe this picture was taken prior to the sighting and then later on they kind of found something. So it's still spooky. It's still eerie. I'm not going to kind of completely write it off as nothing here, but I definitely have my questions uh, regarding this particular case. Um, Also, we can only assume that this figure that is seen from the image has since disappeared. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's not like it's some piece of furniture on the top floor. This is not confirmed anywhere. Like, we don't know. But but it does seem like if this is the image, I mean, if... Like, I mean, even take a look at this picture right here what, that I'm showing you right now, mm-hmm. this one. We do clearly see something in That's the true. bottom right corner of the window. Mm-hmm. But if it's... Like, I mean... It's some something's there, mm-hmm. right? And I would assume that it was there one second and it was not there the other second. But you also mentioned that the top floor of the building was not open to tourists. Could it be possibly just a kid, not a ghost, hanging around in there, maybe waiting for mom, a tour guide? Yeah, maybe. I mean, but then then the kid would have uh, to sneak in. That's true. Uh, but yeah, generally, I don't know. I don't know. Without, without The point that I was kind of going with was that if like, we see 
someone or something in the bottom right corner of the window. Like, mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Maybe it's a speck of dust on the camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's even possible. Seems like not likely because, you know, just in that perfect location in the window. I mean, the coincidence that this is just some dust particle on the phone lens is, I don't know, seems a little too much. Or maybe it is, I don't know. Maybe it No, is. it's a little too, I don't know, it kind perfect. of... Yeah, to, to perf- a, perfect. Yeah, too perfect. just a speck. So there's something there. Mm-hmm. There's some. That's the crazy part about the picture. That there's something there. Definitely. There's something there, and it does look like a human head. Mm-hmm. Right? A human face, actually. A human. You can't really see the face much. Mm, there's some outline in there. You Maybe yeah, like... a little bit. And uh, you see, I went. Yeah, I agree. And then you see. I took another image here. It's a Google Street View image. How the that particular window looks like, generally. It seems like there's no one there when the Google Street View camera passed by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, generally pretty spooky. But uh, to give you some more context, Ross Castle is now, uh, it used to be a bed and breakfast. Now it's a full-time kind of Airbnb-ish situation where you could rent it out for like a wedding or anything like that. And the rooms inside have been kind of decked out. It's like all nice, refurbished. Everything's pretty looking nice there. Uh, So it could have been just, I don't know, an employee kind of putting something there. And Mm -hmm. uh, the whole, uh, let's put it this way, Ross Castle in general, Ross Castle, is known to be a haunted site in Ireland. It's one of the most allegedly haunted mm-hmm. castles in Ireland. And even in Ross Castle's website, they kind of sell that. They kind of go for that, oh, it's a haunted place, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're going for that haunted attraction. Because obviously you do that because you're a business, you know what I mean? You want to attract more visitors. And uh, they have been pushing this agenda that this is a haunted castle so maybe it was an inside job by the administration because the administration you know no the timing is a little too no but what i mean what i mean think about it there's a bunch of people downstairs waiting until the tour opens why wouldn't you send someone up there to kind of put the little girl's doll to the top floor, shake it around, bang on the window a little bit, get someone's attention. I mean, it's not, I will, I will just put it this way. To me, that kind of an outcome is not completely out of the question. Do you see where I'm going with? I mean, they're yeah, selling, definitely. they're selling rooms. They're in the business of like selling, selling time mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? So they want to kind of do it. But I do want to give you a little bit of a history lesson here, if you don't mind, about the Ross Castle. Mm Because there is apparently a very sad story. Allegedly, Ross Castle, oh sorry, is known as one of the most haunted places in all of Ireland. In 1536, Richard Nugent, known as the Black Baron, built Ross Castle overlooking the local lake called Low Shellin in Southern Ireland. He was a cruel lord 
known for his harsh ways. One day, a beggar was wrongly accused of stealing bread and was hanged on the spot. The villagers planted a cross where the gallows stood. The black baron had a daughter named Sabina, who fell in love with Orwin, the son of a local Irish chieftain. This was not good because the black baron was English and the Irish chieftain was, you know, on the other side of the war. They were warring with each other, you know what I mean? Their love was forbidden due to their family's feuds. They decided to escape by rowing a boat through the lake, but got caught in a storm. Sabina survived, but Orvin drowned. Heartbroken, Sabina locked herself in the castle's tower and never woke up. To this day, Sabina's ghost haunts the castle, searching for her lost love. Visitors also report sensing the Black Baron's presence, haunted by the consequences of his cruel actions. The story of Ross Castle is steeped in tragedy and hauntings that continue to captivate those who visit. Sabina seemed like she was an older woman than the little girl who was spotted in August. So, who was it? On August 10th, at 11.37 a.m., an eight-year-old girl was rescued in the Philippines after she was kidnapped and carted through the street, stuffed in the suitcase. The girl was returning home around noon on Thursday from buying a soda at her aunt's grocery store located in Cebu Island when she was snatched and stuffed into a black suitcase. Her mom, Tyree Randall, raised the alarm hours later when she got home and could not find her daughter. She then checked her apartment building's security video and saw the hooded man wheeling away the luggage. Mandoge City Police Department received a report around 5 p.m. and launched a search for the missing child. After a huge frantic search, police eventually found the girl at a boarding house less than half a mile from her home in the district of Bakilid. The girl was largely unharmed, except for minor scratches on her hands, feet and mouth from allegedly being bound with duct tape. Cops arrested 32-year-old Godiflor Rama, who worked for more than a year as the caretaker of the same apartment building where the girl and her family lived. Rama reportedly admitted to the kidnapping but tried to excuse his actions by claiming that he did it to teach the child's grandparents a lesson after a feud. The suspect told local reporters, I hope the family can forgive me for what I have done. I only did that because they were accusing me of stealing their belongings, like their bags and coat hangers. Rama said he did not zip the suitcase all the way up so the girl could breathe inside, and denied sexually assaulting her while she was in his captive. While she was his uh, captive. Rama said, I admit that a girl is attractive, but that doesn't mean that I like her. I did not rape her. I fed her and let her play games. He reportedly said, 
maintaining that he intended to return the child to her family after six hours. The eight-year-old kidnapping survivor has since been reunited with her mother who thanked the police for swiftly rescuing her daughter from the clutches of her kidnapper. In a statement, the regional police office said, the police team immediately made use of modern technology, in-depth investigations and extensive information, which resulted in the successful tracing of the suspect and the victim. Three hours after the incident came to the attention of the officers, a complex police rescue operation was immediately carried out to pave the way for the successful rescue of the victim and the arrest of the suspect. Police Brigadier General Anthony Aberin said, I would like to acknowledge the very prompt action of the skilled, active and allied police officers who participated in the rescue operation of the child kidnapping victim and the arrest of the kidnapper. Alright, so this case is um, something else right here. That's crazy. It's a wild case. Mm -hmm. The video is even more wild. We have a man just kind of carting away a suitcase with a hoodie on, with a hood on, you know what I mean? Trying to hide his identity, just strolling down the street in the Philippines. I don't think I've ever seen anyone kind of kidnap anyone in such a manner. Have you ever heard about you know, kids getting kidnapped in like suitcases. In broad daylight. And yeah. Daylight. This is crazy. It's a crazy story. I mean, some of the crazy things are that the media who have been reporting on it, like literally, there's this kid's name is out there. Mm -hmm. The picture there, there are some, some portals are like posting multiple pictures of the kids. So you could like definitely not mistaken that kid for anyone else and there's like like the family members everyone's like everyone's pictures are out everyone's kind of I mean it's the first time I saw a kidnapping victim and there's no protection at all no protection at all and then the victim claimed later on that she was sexually abused and there's no kind of nothing you know I mean? I'm never used to seeing just an eight-year-old girl's just pictures, name, everything out there. Like, this is going to be connected with her for the rest of her life. Yeah, and her picture after the abduction is even posted. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is really, really crazy. Um, I have a little bit... I was trying to dig into this story a little bit more to kind of understand what's happening here. So, apparently, the suspect, Rama, served as the caretaker of the entire apartment building, which is owned by his older sister, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And in this apartment, the eight-year-old's victim's grandparents and her parents each rented a unit on the second and the third floors while the first floor unit was empty. So Rama claimed that prior to this kidnapping incident, he and his older sister, who was the owner of mm -hmm. the apartment building, were arguing, so he made a decision to buy a suitcase as he was preparing to leave and live separately. So he 
apparently bought the suitcase. According to the local police office director, the victim left the apartment to buy a drink. So the eight-year-old girl went to this kind of little bodega to buy a drink, as she always does. The bodega is owned by her aunt. I mean, it's called the Sari Sari store. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what the Sari Sari store is? I believe it's basically like a small convenience store, but instead of, um, you know how convenience stores you can walk in yeah, and just pick stuff. You just go in front of it and then you ask them what you need. Like for example, oh, I need a couple of tomatoes and one onion and then they'll give it to you and you'll exchange money. Okay, I, I know these type of stores, yeah. But when the girl came back from the store, the suspect then took her to an empty room on the first floor, which was unoccupied in the apartment building, and uh, put her in a suitcase and then left the apartment. Police lieutenant said that the girl claimed that the suspect molested her when she was with him. In a previous interview, the eight-year-old girl claimed that the suspect kissed her while she was with him. The suspect, however, denied the victim's allegation. He claimed that he only lifted her shirt to cool her down. Oh, that's just wrong. That's terrible. Would the suspect have given the girl back to her family? This is my question. Looking After at he's the, done look, with look, her, yeah. Look, yeah, but do you think do you think the girl would have uh, been given back to the family? I mean. You remember the video, you've seen the video, mm-hmm. he was trolling her out, the capture videos, everything. Do you think do you think the girl would have been dead? Honestly, I have no idea. Looking at the picture of the suspect, he looks like he's been using drugs. Yeah. And who knows, he probably was high at that point, under influence and... I just want to kind of address how it seems like everything's so messy. Like, in Cebu City Prison. I mean, because you have pictures of this guy, Rama. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down in some... seems to be like prison cell. You have another guy's foot in the picture. He's not wearing any shoes or socks. There's like empty water bottles everywhere. I mean, the arrest itself is... I don't see a single police officer. I just see some dudes in t-shirts. One of the guys is wearing flip-flops. So where's... You know, like... Because the police commander guy said that, you know, this was... You know, they were utilizing, like, the latest and greatest. But, like... <laughs> just seems so kind of chaotic, right? Chaotic, like all over the place. Like the rest is literally some dude with a t-shirt is holding the guy, and there's another guy in the background with a t-shirt, and there's a dude there and with the flip-flops, and and you see the girl is also there, and they're all just kind of taking pictures and just kind of. Well, they're probably not the police. They're probably more like the community watch, okay. like volunteers walking around with flip-flops on. Okay, no, that makes sense, of course. Then, then it makes sense. I don't have a... Yeah, in terms of the prison, I don't know. If you remember, we've seen this world's worst, worst prison, prisons yeah. or worst prisons in the world. And there was this episode wherein they show, we, they've shown the jail in Manila, an episode where they specifically talked about Manila prison or Philippine prison, and it was chaotic. So I think it's the standard. In there at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the... I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the only thing is like, do you think the family is still living in that apartment? I think so. If they own their property, then no, they don't. They just rent. Oh, because the the owner is the older sister of the suspect. So don't you think it's about time to kind of get the hell out? Get the hell out of the city, yeah. 